Welcome to Inspire WV, a podcast all about inspiration through words and actions. Hello, Eric Nutter. Hey, Tim Bradley. How's it going? Good about yourself. I'm doing well. Doing well. You know what's really well? What's that? I think I sound better today. You sound way better today. It could be like there's a feel that I'm really close to you. Yeah. Within six feet. In the same room. <laughs> so it's, this this could be our best show ever. It could be. And, you know, so so for, for those of you who have listened uh, for the last 10 episodes, Tim has been on a cell phone. Uh, usually moving around as he does. I can't and, sit still. Uh, and, and so, and usually not without a headphone. Um, so he's literally talking into what I can only describe as the worst cell phone signal on the planet. Um, and, uh, and today, for once, he's here. And it is very clear. It's, it's good to see you too. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, we've been locked down. It's been, um, I don't know what, 10 weeks of, uh, forever. Yeah. Of pandemic lockdown. So we're here. We're, we're here today to talk about a, another inspirational topic. So, uh, Tim, tell us, tell us what that inspirational topic is. Today. We thought we'd talk about, uh, does your drive need motivation to keep you going? Does my drive, my drive has been non-existent lately. You've been staying I haven't, home. Been, I haven't yeah. been driving anywhere. My gas mileage has been pretty good. It has been. It's it been has. really good. But my personal drive, my, my go get them. Your go get them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think every once in a while, I think my drive needs motivation. A little pick me up. Yeah. And yeah. I th- that was kind of the gist of where we were at. And what kind of brought me to this topic was uh, a childhood friend came up from Southern part of the state to spend a weekend watch W football. He has some sons and we kind of compared our notes when we played together to what our kids were going through. Yeah. And it was, you know, one of those things, a lot of times in life you get beat down. Uh, yeah. You have coaches and people and employees, employee mm-hmm. coworkers that, mm-hmm. uh, kind of scratch your head sometimes yeah to to really understand what they're there for like where are they at right yes, now what are yes. they thinking mm-hmm. um you know for me i had a coach who his inspiration was to tear you down and you know he talked about i couldn't shoot i couldn't jump i was a terrible basketball player this but, is how he was trying to build you up yeah but you know for <laughs> me when i graduated the first person he called was me to say hey i'm i want to play in this league i want you to come play with us and I think the first game I, I scored like 32 points mm-hmm. and he's like, why do you do that during the season? I'm like, well, you told me I couldn't jump, told me I couldn't shoot yeah. and you didn't have any options for me to get the ball. Right. I'm like, this was always here. Yeah. You just, you got to use some, some resources. There. So, so when you look back on those memories of playing on that team, so how, so first of all, was it multiple years? Was it where? So he came in when I was a sophomore, okay. um, my sophomore year, I played JV, okay. um, I did get some practice with just him and he liked some of the things I was able to do, mm-hmm. but you know, that team was super solid. They went to the state tournament, lost in the semifinals that year to Bluefield. Gotcha. So they were really good. Um, so the anticipation for us was, you know, hopefully go back as a junior or senior. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we didn't make it back. We yeah. didn't make it. And out he blamed region. it all on you. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. But you no, know, it was one of those things. I, I used that as that chip on your shoulder. And, and yeah. a lot of times in my life, I've, I've used that, for you know athletics coaching work mm-hmm. um just to to keep my motivation going okay all right so the chip on your shoulder attitude i mean that works for you mm-hmm. um as you've been in your career coaching kids or, or working with others in your professional life 
not everybody not everybody works with a chip on their shoulders and and one of the things that you've had to do as a coach is you have to get to know your kids Mm -hmm. and you know we've talked about it before of you know each one has their own trigger um my son is one of those guys who uses chips there's been you know other people have said stuff about him that has impacted him negatively but it also fueled him to get better right and that i'm going to prove you wrong attitude so his drive was really motivated by somebody else's you know Mm -hmm. words and thoughts on him Mm mm-hmm so I'm like, you know what? My younger son is really happy-go-lucky. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really have that chip on his shoulder yet. Yeah. And, you know, You're maybe, trying to put it there. Uh, you know what? <laughs> not necessarily. Uh, he hasn't needed it to to get him going. Yeah. His big thing is he wants to make everyone happy. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a, a great trait to have. Mm-hmm. But it, you're going to fail on a lot. You know, we've had to talk about that yeah, conversation. You can't make everybody no. happy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's it's tough at times. And sometimes that drive and his motivation needs that extra push to say, you know what, there's going to be times that I can't make someone happy. Right. And how do I, how do I move forward with that? Okay. So, um, so what, what about you? What about your, your drive? So chip on your shoulder, is that always the trigger for you? Is a, it, a lot is of it? it is. I mean, I, I grew up poor and that was something that, you know, a lot of the things that I, I struggled with were people making fun of the stuff I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up in a two bedroom apartment. It was, a the apartment was above an old store that my great grandfather had. The windows were boarded up. I mean, it, it looked bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, people made comments about that. Uh, we were on food stamps for a while. I had to go through free and reduced lunch. So all those little things that you, you have in your corner, people were kind of poking and making fun of that. So, I use that to say, you know what, I'm going to really push and, and work harder so my kids don't have to go through that. Yeah. But you got out of that situation mm-hmm. at some point in time in your life. Right. And, um, you know, you're you're in a better place now, probably, than what you would perceive your childhood like, right? Right. So no longer are people, you know, Poking the bear. Poking, poking at you right. or making fun or whatever. So so if if that was your motivator back then to, I, I don't want to say prove them wrong, but essentially right. just show them that, the, the know, worth that I had. Yeah, it's right. kind of what I looked at it. And you know what? For me, it was one of those, I, I again, we've talked about it. I, I don't like to fail. So mm-hmm. that's been my, my biggest motivator moving forward. Mm-hmm. And again, my parents did everything they could for us growing up. They always provided. You know, we never went without. Now, did we have name brands and all this other stuff? No. I mean, for me, I didn't have my first pair of Nike shoes until I was like seventh or eighth grade. Right. My socks were maybe Reebok. They didn't match, but <laughs> I was happy with what I had. Right. And you just have to learn to appreciate the value and things that you do have. And a lot of times people don't. Sure. So absolutely. Um, for me, again, I, I kind of drive myself now mm-hmm. to not to fail and to be successful. And, you know, there's times where you're, you're still going to have struggles. Right. Um, and again, I, I look back on my youth and there was some things that I still aggravate me that I didn't get to do, but at the same time, I look on all the things that I do have. You know, I was the first one in my family to go through college. Um, my sister followed right behind. So it was one of those things where I didn't go down a bad path. And a lot of times in that environment, that's where you you end up up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I've used that to, to kind of push forward. And that's the the mindset I use when I coach yeah. to to understand that each kid is coming from a different environment and, and to say, all right, this is what I can do to get the best out of you. Mm-hmm. So what tips do you have for people who might find themselves in a position where they're 
coaching or they're mentoring, or maybe they're the, 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 the one being coached mm-hmm. in this position, what, what can you give them to kind of help encourage them to find their chip on their shoulder? You know, the biggest thing is to, to reflect and to be honest with yourself. A lot of times we, you know, we sugarcoat things or we try to make other people happy before us. Mm-hmm. If you can be honest, if you can look into self in a mirror and say, this is where I'm at, this is where I want to go. You're going to, you're going to be able to move forward with a lot of stuff. Now there, there's times with coaching that I can talk to you and get the best out of you. I can go to the next person and give that same speech and it's blank stares. Yeah. Is this adjusting to your environment and your, your people around you? Gotcha. Gotcha. What's your thought on that? What, what drives you? Well, I, I'm similar, I would say, um, to a degree, I wouldn't call it a chip on my shoulder, almost like, um, it's, it, for me, it's not like revenge mm-hmm. or, you know, trying to prove somebody wrong. Um, I have had through my life, um, situations where people thought the thing I was doing wasn't going to be successful. And, um, you know, I started my business and I remember people saying that it was a, it was, it was a, the internet was this fad thing that was going to go away. So why are you, you know, investing all your time in it? Uh, how's that going to work? Um, or people saying, you know, you shouldn't, you need to go get a, a real job. Starting your own business is, is you're just going to putter along and, and you're not going to actually accomplish anything. And, um, and for me, it was, well, I, I, I think differently. I, I think I can do that. And so maybe there is a little bit of chip there. Um, but it wasn't to necessarily to prove them wrong. It was to prove to myself that you could do it, that I could do it. Yeah. So, uh, so I think there's a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then some of it is even just in everyday challenges, um, you know, in my, in, in any part of my life, if there's something that needs done, I'm, I'm like, there's gotta be a way to pull that off. And there has to be a way I'm, I'm really big into, uh, efficiency and trying to do things in the most efficient way. Right. Some might say lazy. Um, so it's how, what is the simplest path to completion of this thing, whatever that thing is. And then how can I essentially automate it to make it be a task that can get done more quickly, more easily mm-hmm. in the future, um, so that I can move on to bigger, better things. Um, and so, especially in my career, that's been a, a thing that I've, I've tried for is to, is to try to, um, take, take every task and look at it kind of at a larger scale, almost a macro scale and, and think like, what, what could, what could be done? What more could we do if we could automate all of these things? And so it's tackling each one of those tasks and that really kind of gets my motor going. Yes. So, um, I just. I'd like to think of things kind of in that sense, I guess, bigger picture. So basically your drive and motivation is self. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's great. I mean, there's a lot of people who don't have that. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I think we get so great with what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. is we both have that, you know, I call it a chip. You, everything you just described is I do it to prove myself. I can, I can do it. It's a chip, but it's, my own chip. (laughs) Yeah. So it's sometimes that's all it takes, right? So somebody gives you that little bit of doubt. Yeah. To say, you know what, you can't do this. And your, your instincts say, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as fast as I can. Right. And as efficient as I can. Right. That's just something that many people struggle with. And to, to, again, to see how much we are like, but 
on different sides of how we do things. Yeah. You know, you know, something that's funny as you were saying that though, something that dawned on me and it's, it's becoming more clear over the last probably, uh, I want to say two, three years I've, I've started to, it's become more and more clear as I've gone. There are things that, um, and I, I think this might affect a lot of people. It's, it's, um, having too many to do's and you've got this mass of stuff that you're trying to accomplish and it can often lead to being overwhelmed and then you you get nothing accomplished because you feel like you've got too many things on your plate. Um, and I am one that can get bogged down with things like that. I, I, I want to write a book. I want to write a song. I want to start a business. I want to start another business. I want to help everybody. I come along, you know, the path of, I want to start a podcast and I try to do all of these things and I keep stacking them on my plate, neglecting things that I started. I can't tell you, Tim, how many books I've started writing and reading, but, <laughs> and never finished. Oh, yeah. And it's, and it's, it, 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 almost new thing takes the place of the, um, fire to get the first thing done. And so you, you get into this bad habit of stacking more stuff and letting the flame burn out on all of the old stuff. And what I've found over the last couple of years is I've started to get, maybe it's just age, but I've started to get more wise about time. And I just think I'm going to, you know, I'm never going to do that thing. I'm clearly not passionate enough about it. It's not, it's not driving me. It's not motivating me. And so I set it to the side and I say, just forget about that thing, you know, and then move on to the things that actually do interest me. And I do have a passion for, cause I have a lot, mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, that's for me as something I've noticed that it's, it's helped me move other projects forward because I've set aside the ones that I clearly was using as a distraction what well, lets you know you you're doing a podcast now and you're doing a fantastic job I, by the way I, I, we we got one got <laughs> there one we go. done. So, uh <laughs> so a lot of people don't know this but i have also uh started a book myself oh, yeah. uh it's something i i've since i was 18 uh, i've had this dream and vision that i wanted to write about really and so i've i've written numerous outserts and excerpts of what i wanted to do i've started it i stopped it yeah i you know for me i feel like i'm still on the first chapter yeah, and it's a story that radiates with a lot of things to kind of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, so and it's it's a nonfiction. Yeah, it's based on things and an event that happened okay. to me, okay. and it's one of the things that it kind of for me at the moment in time it drove me to to get better, mm -hmm. and it was one of the things that I actually when it happened I I was ready to stop everything, and I thought I'm done. And the event happened my senior year in football. Okay. It was Halloween night. Right. Um, I'm playing football. We're playing against Pikeview, which is a big rival. Um, it's second down. I make a tackle. And when I make the tackle, I go to get up and everything is numb. And I didn't, I didn't realize what had happened. It's third down. I'm tapping my helmet, trying to come out. The coach doesn't see me. They run the next play. Luckily they go to the other side of the field. And by the time I get to the sideline, I can't feel nothing. Uh, I had taken a cleat to the spine and knocked a vertebrae out of line. Oh gosh. So when I got to the sideline, coach Mustang was the first person that got to me. He said, what's wrong? There's something up. And I said, I can't feel anything. He raised my Jersey and it was already the size of a softball. My dad saw it and he comes down. I go straight to the ER. I thought I was done. 
um, is one of those things in your head when you when you play a sport and when you do something, you want to leave the field the way you walked onto the field. Right. And from that moment, I thought I would never get to do anything again. I missed my senior night. I was in street clothes. Um, I had some opportunities that I thought with with baseball that I thought that's where I was going to go. There was a couple of colleges with basketball that had showed a little bit of interest. Right. When All you're 18 time. and you're hurt, yeah. and you're done. And, you know, I still played basketball and baseball that year. I did get to go to a couple of trials for Major League Baseball. But you can't leave and hide the fact that 18 you got a back injury yeah and you know that that was something that it really brought forth who i am today uh, of that drove me to say you know what that is my motivation to say i felt terrible i felt let down i felt like i let others down right that's never going to happen again so that kind of was the precursor to say that's why i never want to fail yeah yeah wow i didn't know that see that's it's something i i wanted to do the book first and again there's a lot of stuff that i've written uh, about it about the event about how i felt after the event how you know i kind of felt others were looking at me for the longest time after yeah um there was even some parents that said i was faking the injury (laughs) that um you know i wasn't really hurt you have that ability to inflate your back like a softball i can do a lot of stuff yeah i I mean that's probably not one not one of those things (laughs) so yeah i mean that's something that i i I had a professor in college, Dr. Berger, we've talked about before, who my goal was to write this book for him to be the first one to read it. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's passed away. So that's another factor that has really gotten me because I didn't get to do the one thing I wanted to do for him. Right. So it's, again, I want to finish it. It's my goal to finish it. To your point, my schedule is really booked. So trying to squeeze it back to the top has been very difficult. Yeah. Well, the good news is, just so you know, books come in all shapes and sizes. They don't have to be super long. I mean, it could be one chapter. and it, I just, <laughs> It could I, I be we one just, real long <laughs> chapter. That's it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's something I hope I can get done. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I hope you can, and I know you can. I can help you with that, too. So, there we go. See, that's uh, another goal we'll to just, have together. I'm just stacking the thing on so I can <laughs> You just add it to up. it. <laughs> Something else in your list has got moved off. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Good deal. All right. Well, do you have any uh, thoughts to kind of sum up our conversation here? Uh, One of the things that I did write about was, uh, and this is a quote I sent to my son when I wrote just recently. I said, you can't wait for someone to hand you something. Uh, A man who hesitates will see the man who's motivated take it away. Man who, say, say say that one more time. So the man who hesitates will see the motivated man take it away. Yeah. Yeah. So to yeah. our point, we've kind of let things go. Mm-hmm. There's another person out there that has written his book, mm-hmm. who started his podcast, who started his own business. Right. So the longer we wait to do something, there's somebody else that is going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And oftentimes the thing that, um, I mean, gosh, how, how long did we talk about doing something before we finally did it? And we're relatively motivated people Um, in if we're going to give numbers it's been close to 10 years yeah and so when you think about that and now it it evolved it Mm -hmm. wasn't always let's do a podcast because if we thought of doing a podcast 10 years ago we'd it would have geniuses because that wasn't even really and this would (laughs) this thing would sound completely different from the ideas we had back then but think about had we started it even within the last four or five years we would have been ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Like there podcasting has become a thing now and ours is 
likely getting lost in the mix of the thousands and thousands of other podcasts right. that are out there. But had we started it when we originally thought of it, we would have we would have been at least in the mix at the at the beginning. And uh, it's funny just to think that that if you if you wait around, you you miss out, and right. and and then it becomes it's too late. It's too late. A moment. Let's. I, I can't do that now because it's too late. Well, the good news is it's not too late. Mm-hmm. And even though um, we did start this game a little late, we're we're doing it. And we're and, in the game now. Yeah, and we're in the game. Yeah. I mean, we may be a little ways behind some folks. It's still but, in a uh, game. It's still a game and we're playing it. That's all we needed. That's it. And that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for joining us today. You can always find more episodes by visiting AspireWV.com or find us on your favorite podcast app. And of course, you can always leave us feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to info at InspireWV.com. Thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week with more inspiration. And until then, stay inspired and be inspired.